Welcome to the Green Money Talks podcast, a series hosted by Green Money founder Cliff Feigenbaum with guests from the world of sustainable business and impact investing. Green Money is the award-winning e-journal that has published news and information about sustainable business and impact investing since 1992. This podcast features Cliff interviewing Seth Goldman, the co-founder of Honest Tea and now executive chairman of Beyond Meat. This episode is the third of three parts of their wide-ranging fireside chat held at the SRI conference in November 2019. Now, on to the conversation. Can you give us some ideas on your strategy going forward with sure. Beyond Meat and what you're, what you're looking to yeah. do next? Here's a good way to think about what we're doing at Beyond Meat. So think about the dairy category. Um, the, the, you know, 20 years ago, dairy was milk. Cow's milk, that's all it was. And the only innovation was maybe skim milk and maybe the 1%, 2%, you know. Um, but if you look at the dairy cooler today, 13% of it is plant-based, soy milk, and almond milk, oat milk, and the, the plant-based dairy um, occupies the shelf adjacent to cow milk. Um, we believe that same opportunity is available in the meat category. Um, it's not, it hasn't been capitalized on because the products haven't been good enough. But Beyond Meat was the first product, plant-based meat product, to be merchandised adjacent to animal meat. And so we think about it, that 13% of the meat category being a, a, a prize that we can grab. And then we've seen amazing response. So, and just to share with you how exciting this moment is, because we've all, you know, we've been on this planet for a while. Within our lifetimes, we are redefining what meat is. By the time, well, I guess I'll say my grandchildren grow up, um, they will find it hard to believe that animal meat was the staple of our diets. They'll, they won't understand that animal, plant-based protein wasn't the main product we eat. Just in the past quarter, Beyond Meat launched trials with McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Subway. Uh, I mean, having been in the food business, that doesn't happen in a, all at once in a quarter. There's something fundamentally being rewired about our food system in a good way. Um, and, and just to go back to what my dairy analogy, two other data points. The first is that Dean Foods declared bankruptcy, as you know. Uh, the second data point, that was just this week. The second data point is that Whole Foods, if you, I just looked at their most recent data of plant-based dairy, 51% of Whole Foods dairy case is now plant-based. So with Whole Foods always being a leading indicator, I think that 13%, it's absolutely the target we're going to shoot for initially. But this change is happening in a very pervasive way, and I'm confident uh, that meat will follow the same track. Well, there has been so much innovation in the food business yeah. over the, the coming. I know that I've changed my diet tremendously, and one of the things that I discovered in changing my diet was I don't like eating soy. Yeah. So uh, all my protein drinks are pea-based yeah. protein, and so I was really glad to find out that you know Beyond Meat is pea protein based, right. and your competitor it uses soy. So it was an easy choice. Thank you. Um, Although yeah. just to be clear, two things: one, you know, our competitor is the meat industry. There is another company that uses soy, but we think about the competition as the meat industry. But for us, it, was, it did make sense to avoid soy, um, partially because the consumer has a lot of negative perceptions, partially because so much soy is GMO and our product is non-GMO. 
But um, as we scale this globally, and, and we are scaling quickly globally, you know, in a country like China, we're not afraid to use soy. There's obviously, that's an ingredient that's widely accepted. And, and, and our, although we okay. use peas now, the approach really is to be plant agnostic. We'll use plants always. We're not, not going to use the animal, but we can. We can a term um, I've heard before. Yeah, we can source. We can source. Um, in, what we'll always want to do is source the, a local crop grown in a country of origin and uh, where there's you know so many uh, protein-based plants and be able to make it you know that crop available. And, and of course, as we think about trying to feed the world, seven billion, let alone ten billion people, there's just not enough earths around to, 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 for everyone to have the kind of um, livestock-based diet that we have in the United States. And so we, it's, it's a matter of survival. We have to shift to plant-based. And this actually, because uh, the Beyond Burger uses 99% less water and 93% less land compared to a beef burger, it's conceivable that a, you know, a country like Bangladesh could feed its population with just, you know, uh, 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 and let them meet the full nutritional needs, but to do it without a livestock industry. I thought I'd ask you a little bit about, along your journey, um, people, books, who've inspired you yeah. and your, you know, business career and... Well, you know, uh, the person who got me into this whole thing, in the beginning was Wayne Silby, founder of Calvert. Um, we, uh, he found me when I was at Yale School of Management, and, and uh, I loved his vision of, you know, really redefining and in, helping to re reshape an industry, and, and so I, I joined Calvert, and so he was a great mentor. Gary Hirschberg, the um, CEO of uh, Stonyfield Farm, was one, my, one of my first board members and still a close friend, and helped me learn about how to um, take a healthy product and make it mainstream. Another wonderful mentor has been Jeff Swartz, the uh, CEO of Timberland, the footwear and apparel company. He was on my board, and um, he had a, this great quote. We were walking down the street one day, and we saw someone wearing a Timberland shirt. He said, look at that. This person takes my brand and puts it on their body. He says, what could be more intimate than that? And I realized what could be more intimate is somebody takes my brand and puts it in their body. <laughs> That's pretty intimate. And just thinking about how important it is to build a brand and always, always, always make sure you do the right thing by the brand. You, you just can't, um, you can't make the, the short-term decision. So thinking that way. And then I'd love to share, you know, my, one of my great mentors has is, is been my son, the one who got me to be a vegetarian. Um, I've learned so much from him. I still learn from him. He's just launched a, a, a beautiful restaurant uh, in Silver Spring. It's a plant-based restaurant. And he came up with this great phrase, which I am totally embracing. So he took the Gandhi phrase, be the change you wish to see in the world and rephrase it to eat the change you wish to see in the world. If you, want to take, if you want to own responsibility for it, eat the change. And so this is just a beautiful phrase that I've, um, I think has a ton of potential. And, and, uh, and I, I really do believe you can learn from everybody. So, I'm, and, uh, um, so those are some of my, my mentors. Any books that you would recommend? That You know, I, I, um, I read a lot of different books. The uh, most recent one that I enjoyed was, was uh, Phil Knight's book, uh, Shoe Dog, just, just a fun entrepreneurial story. Um, but the one that always speaks to me is um, Jack London's Call of the Wild. And the reason I like that is because it speaks to the fact that we are, even though we can dress fancy and sit in a room, we are all animals. We are all, um, you know, uh, obviously not wild beings, but we all have instincts. And so often, People are uh, raised to ignore their instincts. And 
I think uh, for me, whenever I can, I try to listen to my instincts. And I do think the things that have gotten me through have been that there's been plenty of moments where there's been pressure, you know, to, to go along, to even, you know, as we're part of Coca-Cola, to sort of um, just make the decision that the corporate parent wants you to make. And it was only because I could listen to my instincts enough um, that, you know, I think the, the brand still is thriving and I'm, I still feel good about what I'm doing. Well, I think we'll close with one more question. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and that is that tonight, for the first time, the conference is giving out a 30 under 30 award. Yeah to really acknowledge some of the younger people in our industry. And I was wondering if you would give them, who are in attendance, maybe all of us, <laughs> a piece of career advice. Yeah. So it's interesting. When you go through, um, when you're in college and then in business, if you go to business school, there's always that tension. Do you go for the work that gives you, you know, the credentials, or do you go for uh, something you believe in, you know? Um, so people say, oh, I'm going to go work for P&G, and then I'm going to go work for, you know, some mission company. And I'm a believer in more ways than one. I'm a believer in the pure play. So one of the things I love about what we're doing at Beyond Me is um, there's not compromise to this business. And, and it was really interesting during the um, – so having basically sort of grown up in this SRI industry once we did our road show and I started talking to ESG investors, I realized that a lot of them really are just trying to do less harm. You try to, you invest, if, you, if you're investing in food companies, publicly traded food companies, there just aren't pure plays out there. You're investing in every diversified food company, and every, every food company is diversified, and as a result, you know, they may have a plant-based division or offering, but that's adjacent within inside a much larger footprint that's not, a, doesn't feel as good. So um, from a career perspective, I think there's no downside to always doing what you believe in. Don't, don't sort of say, I'm going to sort of take a values-neutral job so I can gain some skills, and then I'll get to do what I really believe in at some point. Like, life's too short to ever do something you don't believe in. And so my, my, adv <laughs> my advice is start with something you believe in, and, and you gain so much power from being authentic. You can always be your, your true self. You never have to you know, sort of play a corporate game. Um, and, and that can be scary to do sometimes because it, 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 sometimes it means more risk. I, I, you know, in business school, I, all my classmates had, you know, got their recruiting jobs back in December and I was there in April still negotiating with Calvert to figure out if we had a job for me. And, and you know, obviously it worked out, but um, if you've got to... So I think the pure play in life and work and in business is the best recipe. I think we'll end there. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Really nice to be here. Thank you, All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to part three of a conversation with Cliff Feigenbaum, founder of Green Money Journal, and Seth Goldman, co-founder of Honest Tea and executive chairman of Beyond Meat. For more information, go to greenmoney.com. This podcast is produced by Greenland Communications. Music by Frederick Reed.